0: Good. Well, morning, friends. Hope you guys are all well. Um, I enjoyed the notices. It's majority of my preach. So (laughs) it's all good. It's all good. Um, So for those of you that I haven't met, my name's Quinton, part of the team at uh, Grace City. And yes, wearing my brightest pink shirt today. But that's because the weather is just incredible out there, isn't it? And I'm really looking forward to the barbecue. So yeah, please make sure that you guys hang around afterwards. It'll be really good just to connect with you, Um, catch up, just spend some time together. I can assure you that we've got the A-team on cooking duty, so no one's going to be disappointed. Um, Although Tom is somewhat disappointed, I think more so than Jonah that there's no jumping castle, but... Anyway, next all time. good. Yeah, exactly, next time. So this morning, I get to, in many respects, I guess, I've got the privilege of continuing to share and lay out our vision that we believe as elders um, for the church over the coming year. And when I say a privilege, it. It truly, truly is, because whilst I've stood up here many, many times before and, and brought a, a message, casting a vision for what we as elders believe God is calling us to as a church carries a significant increased weight, if you like, and I sincerely hope that I can do that justice today, and I guess my hope and my prayer is that the message today would just simply encourage you for the year ahead. So if you were with us last week, or you listened online during the week, or one of our social media um, platforms, you will recall that Mark kicked off um, laying the bit of a foundation for the vision, and effectively calling us to be a people prepared, and ultimately a people prepared for the return of the Lord, which is, of course, is taken from Luke 1.17, and to be honest, this phrase, a people prepared, has always reminded me of a saying that my parents and my teachers uh, used to use all the time when they were talking to me when I was younger. And I, but I think it rings true for us today. Can you want to think about what that phrase is? Okay, the phrase is, fail to prepare, prepare to fail, okay? And it's somewhat of a of, of a sobering thought, isn't it? Because it's so true in our lives, even today. Do we want to be a people that have failed to prepare for Jesus' return? I know I want to be at the back of that queue one day. And I'm intentionally going to cover some ground that Mike referenced and spoke about um, last week and reiterate some of the same points because I think it brings into context the importance and the commission that we have you see the reality of failing to prepare is pretty it's a pretty frightening thought and you will recall the aspects that mark spoke about that god says that he will hold against us and the various churches referenced throughout revelations too and it goes on to highlight that despite all of our all of our hard work, all of our ongoing endurance, all of our tolerances, that we should not forsake our first love. It also warned us against sexual immorality. It went on to, and it goes on to caution us from having a reputation of being alive whilst we were actually spiritually dead. It speaks about the importance of guarding ourselves from Um, striving for materialistic wealth. And one that has always challenged me is ensuring that we are neither hot nor cold towards God and the kingdom. And then Mike went on and he encouraged us and he challenged us that for us to consider to be a people prepared, we need to live by faith, sure of what we hope for that we should live in the light of eternity and that we should and that should ultimately shape our priorities and that we should live God's way and that we should take action based on our faith so where does that leave us this morning and it's funny how God works but i don't know why we ever surprised when this happens but Back in, I think it was November, we met as elders, and we agreed that we would use and we would dedicate these two Sundays, last Sunday and this Sunday, to effectively cast a vision for what we believe God was calling us into in 2023. And we had no idea what we would share, and we all went on our separate ways on holiday. And during this time, I spent time with God asking him for fresh vision and clarity, both for me personally, but also for us as a church. And I was seeking and asking him for a word that I believe would encourage us for the year ahead. We then actually ended up meeting about, oh, it was about a month, month and a half ago, and Mark shared the people-prepared vision that God had laid on his heart. And at that time, he asked me to actually follow up his message with what it looks like, what it practically looks like for us to be a people prepared, which was an incredible consideration because at the same time, I believe God had given us the word activate. And friends, I believe that God is encouraging us and is calling us to activate ourselves for Him and the kingdom this year. Because in many respects, the practical aspect of ensuring that we are a people prepared is to ensure that we activate ourselves for the Lord. Debbie prayed this morning along these exact lines. It's incredible how God works. And the truth is, and friends, hear, hear my heart in this when I say this, but many Christians are not necessarily active in the kingdom. I'm not for one moment questioning their faith or if they have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. No, not at all. But they ultimately run in the risk of falling short of their own calling and seeing God's full glory evidenced in their lives by not making themselves fully available for God to use. You see, we need to understand that we are called to actively pursue serving God to the fullest extent possible in our lives. This means that we need to represent him in everything that we do, in any situation that we find ourselves, in our actions and our words. We are effectively his his hands and his legs here on earth. If you like, his his agents for the kingdom. And ultimately, it's not where it's convenient or where it's easy, but it's actually where it's needed and it's commanded by the Lord. We need to see ourselves as co-workers with God here on earth. And during my time of preparation, I read this this, this commentary or at least this article that positioned it like this. It said, God is running a time-sensitive business of winning souls on earth, and he has recruited every believer into his business. How cool is that, that we work in a business where God is our CEO? But the reality is, is that as Christ believers, we are called to play a part in the kingdom of God. This means that we're not to be passive observers or bystanders or for lack of a better phrase, a pew warmer, if you like, we are called to be active participants in advancing the kingdom, sharing the gospel message, and doing what we can to see kingdom advance. Ephesians 2 verse 10 tells us that we are God's masterpiece. He has created us so we can do the things He planned for us long ago. This verse reminds us that We are created for a purpose, and that purpose is ultimately to do good works in the kingdom of God, works that have already, in fact, been planned for us. These are paths, these are are opportunities that are already created for us that we simply need to step into. We have to ask ourselves if we are truly living up to that. And it's important for us to also consider and understand that being activated in the kingdom of God, it's not just about doing things for God, but it's ultimately about doing things with God. When we're activated in the kingdom, we're walking in step with the Holy Spirit and we're relying on Him to guide us in all that we do. We're not doing this in in isolation, we're not alone. We are partnering with the Holy Spirit to see kingdom advance. This has to be our number one priority. Because let's not forget that in Matthew 6, 33, God commands us to seek the kingdom of God above all else. This means putting, putting God first in our life to fill our thoughts with His desires, to take His character as a pattern for our life, and to serve and obey Him in everything. We should ask ourselves, what is important to me this year? People, objects, goals, and other desires. See, these, these can all compete for our priority. And if these, and any of these things, they can quickly become the most important thing to us if we don't actively choose to put God first in every area of our lives. And as we consider this and the importance of, acting, of activating ourselves for God, there's only one outcome that I hope we can accomplish during our time here on earth and before Christ returns. And that is for God to to consider how we have activated ourselves for the kingdom, and then turn to us with his big, open, wide arms, and the biggest grin, smile on his face, saying to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. How can that not motivate us to do more for God this year? You see, our father expects to see us at, at our duty post, faithfully serving by the time he returns. Surely this is only possible if we are active. But here's the thing. The, this, the wonderful promise, the, the, the encouragement that we need is that through this activation and through this appointment by God, we are assured in John 15 that fruit will abide in us. But let's just have a look at that verse in, in just a little bit more detail. There's a key word in there. And the key word here is we need to go and produce lasting fruit. It calls us to be active. It's only through us, through us going. It's only through the doing that the activation of producing fruit occurs. I just love that. And friends, I get it. the the Activating ourselves, stepping out of our comfort zones, these can be scary. These can be potentially frightening, uh, frightening things. But I want to encourage your thinking a little bit further today. As many of you would know or may know, over the last couple of weeks, I've been up and down to Melbourne for the Australian Open. Yes, it's been tough, but someone's had to do it. (laughs) But we as a company, okay, we sponsor the event, okay? And although the slide is behind me on the screen, this isn't a marketing uh, sales pitch, okay? But bear with me. So I'm going to ask, does anyone know or recall if they saw what our marketing campaign or our slogan was for the tennis? No. No. So what you're saying is marketing dollars, well spent. (laughs) Okay, tens of millions of marketing dollars, well spent. (laughs) Okay, the phrase that we used was do more and fear less. Okay, but essentially what it's saying here is what risk would you take if you feared less? And in this scenario, we, we draw in the parallel that we we're doing boring insurance talk here, but join the parallel that insurance should help you fear less. So, for example, if you go snowboard, would you want to go snowboarding if you knew you had travel insurance in case you hurt, got hurt and it protected you? That type of thing. But this morning, as we've leaned just a tiny little bit into what it means to be an activated Christian, a people prepared for Jesus's return, I would ask you. What would you do more of for the kingdom if you feared less? It's an incredibly challenging question, but, and it's only one that you can consider personally and take before God and ask Him to help and reveal to you and kickstart the year with. Because the reality is, is that being activated in the kingdom involves a willingness to take risks, and to step out of our comfort zones, you see, we we call to be bold. We we call to live this life in constant tension between modern day culture and modern society, but constantly displaying love and grace, and always pointing um, people and encouraging them to explore and open uh, open themselves up to a relationship with Jesus. So, for some of us. As Mike mentioned, it may be serving on kids' work. Oh, but I don't have kids. It doesn't matter. The African parable tells us that it takes a village to raise a child. This is your village, church. This is our future generation. For others, it may be a Saturday morning prayer meeting. Goodness me, that fills me with fear. I'm hopeless in the morning. But when we understand that the Lord's prayer itself starts with our Father, we understand that prayer, that prayer is something that we should be doing together, collectively as a church family. Doesn't that change our view? And we as elders would love us to make, to make church prayer a priority this year and a priority in our lives, whether that be from The prayer meeting before the service, through our life groups, to we we, we preached on, on prayer previously, and I spoke about coupling prayer, coupling prayer, all the way through to our corporate gatherings. And what about life groups? Do we fear leaving home during the week because we're tired? And we ultimately fall short of the incredible blessing that it is to be part of a life group. Some of my best moments as a Christian have been in life groups. Why wouldn't we want to activate ourselves for what God wants to do in these intimate life-giving environments? And as we go into a few days of prayer and fasting, the fear of the hunger pains, it's a real thing. But How much more rewarding is it to come together as a church family to pray for our community, to pray for our outreach programs, for God's presence to dwell amongst us, to pray for our regions beyond church families and for our young people. This has to inspire us to do more and to fear less. And the Bible teaches us that every believer is given a spiritual gift, which is the special ability that enables us to serve others and to contribute to the growth of the church. And as we actively serve others, it means that we need to be willing to put our needs, so others' needs, before our own and looking for ways to meet the needs of those around us. Friends, there are so many areas in our own church life that we can apply this do-more, fear-less change of mindset too. Whether that be helping out at ESL or amongst our incredible food care community, it may be as simple as saying hello and a prayer for a grumpy neighbor. It's not about the what here, but it's rather about the action of intentionally activating ourselves and shifting our mindset for the kingdom this year. You see, it has to be about two things. It has to be about an outward focus beyond just these four walls, and then how we activate ourselves personally in our relationship with Jesus. Um, Do you guys want to come up? Sorry. Thank you. This year should be a year that when we look back... (laughs) Stole the slides. But now I'm really going to (laughs) read. But... (laughs) Friends, this year has to be a year that when we look back and we... uh, We need to know that we have challenged ourselves individually and more broadly as a church. We need to stand at the end of the year firm in the belief and in the confidence that we did more and we feared less to ensure that we saw kingdom advance across the northern beaches. And we know that as, sorry, and we know that We should fear less because our Father is, He's alongside us. He's cheering us every single step of the way. He's believing in us. At the same time, He's equipping us for the task ahead. We should have full confidence and faith in Him, knowing that He's gone before us, He's he's prepared the way for us. Look at what the Lord says. In Isaiah forty-one thirteen, he says, For I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says, Do not fear, I will help you. Doesn't that encourage you? My encouragement to you today is to make your activation, to make your service for the Lord. It's not... For man, we are called to serve the Lord with all of your heart, all of your soul, your body, your strength, the resources, everything that you have. But at the same time, remember to also serve Him with godly fear and a perfect heart. Live a life surrendered to His will, embracing your identity in Christ, growing in your spiritual journey, and putting your faith into action and stepping out in faith. And as I pray that we all strive to to live this way and bring glory to God this year. And as we strive to be activated in the kingdom, let us remember, friends, that our primary goal is not to build our own kingdom, It's to advance the kingdom of God. Let us be obedient to his call and be willing to step out in faith, trust in him to lead us and guide us as we serve him, as we serve his church, and as we serve his people. We're gonna go into a time of worship and I just simply wanna encourage you to come before God and ask him, to reveal what do you need to do more of and what do you need to fear less of this year. It may be that you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and he is calling you to fear less and to commit your life to him. It may be that he is calling you to a specific ministry, an aspect of serving him or loving him in a way that you've never considered before. I just simply encourage you to open your hearts and let Jesus speak to you this morning. Stand with me, friends. We're going to worship our Father now.